1: Labour has never done well in a UK election without doing really well in Scotland. We need deposit ATMs and we need withdrawal ATMs and we need a law that means that businesses have to accept cash.
2: UK workers have had the most bargaining power essentially since the 1970s because the jobs market is so tight.
3: Can Britain actually afford to maintain a global military presence?
4: You're listening to
0: Bloomberg UK Politics. I'm Ewan Potts.
2: I'm Caroline Hepke.
0: And I'm Stephen Carroll. Today we're bringing you highlights from the autumn statement from Jeremy Hunt. I know tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I wonder if this counts as Christmas for us, though. It feels like we've spent so long (laughs) counting down to today.
2: Uh, The Conservative Party hoping that that will be the reaction, of course, to the autumn statement. This is the last of the two big events potentially ahead of the next general election in which the Conservatives can actually move the dial.
4: The situation is quite different from a year ago. Of course, his fiscal headroom early this year was just £6 billion. He's got a bit more money to play with this year, but it's still pretty tight. So expectations for a juicy rabbit, I think, need to be really
0: slimmed down. Well, let's take a listen to what Jeremy Hunt told Parliament.
5: Mr Speaker, I come today with good news. It's my wife's birthday and unlike me, she's looking younger every year. (laughs) I turn to the statement. (laughs) After a global pandemic and energy crisis, we have taken difficult decisions to put our economy back on track. We have supported families with rising bills, cut borrowing and halved inflation. Rather than a recession, the economy has grown. Rather than falling as predicted, real incomes have risen. Our plan for the British economy is working, but the work is not done. Others proposed a more short-term approach, but we have not made unaffordable pay offers to the unions. We have not stopped new oil and gas exploration, and we have not increased borrowing by £28 billion a year. That That would have pushed inflation up just when we need to bring it down. Instead, under this Prime Minister, we take decisions for the long term. In today's autumn statement for growth, our choice is not big government, high spending and high tax, because we know that leads to less growth, not more. Instead, we reduce debt, cut taxes and reward work. We deliver world-class education, We build domestic, sustainable energy, and we back British business with 110 growth measures – don't worry, I'm not going to go through them all – but in summary, Mr Speaker, They remove planning red tape, they speed up access to the national grid, they support entrepreneurs raising capital, they get behind our fastest-growing industries, they unlock foreign direct investment, they boost productivity, they reform welfare, they level up opportunity to every corner of the country and they cut business taxes. The Office for Budget Responsibility say that the combined impact of these measures will raise business investment, get more people into work Reduce inflation next year and increase GDP. And that one. In 13 years, Labour raised taxes in every single budget. But Conservatives cut taxes when we responsibly can. And today, We do just that. We cut taxes to help bigger businesses invest. We cut taxes to help smaller businesses grow. We cut taxes for the self employed who keep our country running. And from January, we cut taxes for 27 million working people whose hard work drives our economy forward. Mr. Speaker, the best universities, the cleverest scientists, the smartest entrepreneurs have given us Europe's most innovative economy but we can be the most prosperous too. In the face of global challenges, we have halved inflation, reduced our debt and grown our economy. As a country, we are sticking to a plan that is working, and this Autumn Statement for Growth will attract £20 billion additional business investment a year in the next decade, bring tens of thousands of people into work and support our fastest-growing industries in a package which leaves borrowing lower, lower and keeps inflation falling, we are delivering the biggest business tax cut in modern British history, the largest ever cut to employee and self-employed national insurance and the biggest package of tax cuts to be implemented since the 1980s, an autumn statement for a country that has turned a corner, an autumn statement for growth, which I commend to the House.
2: So the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt there just delivering the autumn statement. Uh, Rosy View, we're expecting the response, of course, from the Shadow Chancellor, Rachel Reeves. She's standing up now.
1: Today the Chancellor has lifted the lid on 13 years of economic failure. We were told that this was to be an autumn statement for growth, but the economy is now forecast... be £40 billion smaller by 2027 than the Chancellor said back in March. Growth revised down next year, the year after, and the year after that too. The Chancellor claims that the economy has turned a corner, yet the truth is that under the Conservatives, growth has hit a dead end. What has been laid bare today is the full scale of the damage that this government has done to our economy over 13 years. And nothing that has been announced today will remotely compensate. Mortgages rising, taxes eating into wages, inflation high with prices still going up in the shops, public services on their knees and too many families struggling to make ends meet. As the sun begins to set on this divided, out of touch, weak government, the only conclusion that the British people will reach is this. After 13 years of Conservatives, the economy is simply not working, and despite all the promises today, working people are still worse off. Mr Speaker, the country is crying out for change. A decaying government can change its personnel, but they have failed to change the direction of our country. Yeah. Yeah. In 13 years, we have had seven chancellors. You wouldn't run a business like this, yeah. and you can't run a country like it either. Yeah. And the Prime Minister can't even promise that this chancellor will be in place at the next election. Now, we've all heard the reports. When they first came together, it was the fairy tale marriage. But one year on, the relationship has hit the rocks. The pair have grown apart, with rumours running rife that the Prime Minister already has his eyes on someone else. But whoever this Prime Minister picks as the Chancellor, the truth is this Britain is and will be worse off under the Conservatives. They have held back growth, they have crashed our economy, increased debt. Trashed our public services, left businesses out in the cold, and made life harder for working people. Our country cannot afford five more years of the Conservatives. Mr. Speaker, the ravens are leaving the tower when even Saatchi and Saatchi are saying the Tories are not working. And the questions that people will be asking at the next election and after today's autumn statement are simple. Do me and my family feel better off after 13 years of Conservative government? Do no. our schools, our hospitals, our police, do they work better after 13 years of Conservative government? In fact, does anything in Britain work better today than when the Conservatives came into office 13 years ago? We all know that working people are worse off under the Conservatives, with growth down. Mortgages up, prices up, taxes up, debt up, and Mr. Speaker, their time is up. It is time for change, a changed Labour Party to lead Britain and to make working people better off.
2: So that was Rachel Reeves then, a rousing end to her response to the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt. Um, We should go over really a few of the points, shouldn't we? The plan for the British economy is working, according to the Chancellor, but the work is not done. Um, He went through some of the big uh, statements from the government. The main offer, the cut to national insurance, also help for business investment. Again, the issues that we had flagged going into this, and they were delivered sort of fairly much towards the end of the Chancellor's uh, time. Uh, he declared victory on halving inflation but when you look at the UK growth figures from the Office for Budget uh, Responsibility they have been slashed the forecast uh, for 2024 is down to growth of 0.7% that's been slashed from 1.8% which was the forecast only back in March and Rachel Reeves' response sort of built up towards the end where there was call and return you know uh, and she said that the Tories have crashed the economy, made life harder for working people. She talked about waste and fraud uh, and that the Conservatives have learned absolutely nothing. So that was her response to, to the Chancellor's speech. Stephen, what did you make of the Chancellor's offer? Is this something that will turn things around?
0: Look, I was I was ticking off the list as we went through it of what we were expecting versus what we got. Um, there's quite a lot of uh, early reaction already coming in about mm. this. Torsten Bell from the Resolution Foundation pointing uh, to the UK high tax burden, despite the cuts announced today, uh, he says even after today's tax cuts, the tax burden will reach its highest level for 70 years, up by £4,000 per household on pre-pandemic levels. Look, the full expensing measure had been something This is making this tax break, that it was already in place permanent, something very much uh, sought out by businesses. We heard it here on this programme and business groups announced, uh, looking for that ahead of today's announcements as well. A couple of interesting announcements actually that stood out for me in terms of the benefit side of things. The, the triple lock on pensions, has been maintained. Benefits Mm -hmm. rising by 6.7%. So using the higher inflation figure, there have been a question about which one they were going to use. Uh, That will happen in April of next year. Freezing alcohol duty, again, a measure that we had been sort of thinking about perhaps being uh, announced beforehand as well. That's something going into the election next year. But I think the downgrade to the growth forecast spells the bigger picture. Yeah, on those business taxes, the full expense
4: thing, we have been briefed about that before. That's a very, very expensive measure. We know that's going to be extended now indefinitely beyond 2025. The chances of saying that the country now has the lowest corporation tax in the G7 and the most generous. Uh, investment mm. release. Rachel Reeves coming back on. On she had a lot to say on business taxes as well. She's saying that there's been a yo-yo in corporate tax rates, and we have seen a lot of announcements on corporate tax in the last few, few years, both uh, up and down. Uh, Hunt also saying he's going to extend the investment zones and free ports to uh, Tory favourites uh, coming ahead of an election year, and uh, financial incentives and tax rates are going to last for 10 years rather than five. So the Chancellor really putting emphasis on what he hopes will be growth-boosting measures. We've heard this before, and it hasn't. Uh, worked so far uh, so far very well 110 growth measures. That was his key headline, wasn't it, at the top yeah. of his announcement. He said he joked that he wasn't going to list all of them. So we'd be interested to see some of the smaller ones in the detail of the fine print.
2: Yeah, Hunt talking about our choice is not high spending, big government, and high taxation. He also talks about a country that has turned the corner. That was his view. Rachel Reeves reposting. you know, we've had seven chancellors and the last quarter of economic growth in the UK was 0% growth. So, you know, talking to the, about the failure of the Conservatives from the Labour perspective.
4: Yeah, and Rachel Reeves also um, coming back on the the tax increases, the tax the tax cut, the the two p tax cut to National Insurance. Uh, she's added up the tax increases over the Tories, and she claims that they total the equivalent of ten p on national insurance. And she points out the tax will be higher than when the Conservatives came to power. And on growth, Rachel Reeves pointing out that GDP growth has averaged 1.5% per year on average during the Tory years, although there was a pandemic in the middle. Uh, Under Labour, she says it was 2.5%. She's trying to draw that, uh, that dividing line between
0: the two parties. Yeah, interesting. I think it's worth actually taking a listen to some of what the Chancellor had to say about the decision on full expensing, trumpeted, of course, as the biggest tax cut measure in this budget. Let's take a listen.
5: And this spring I introduced full expensing for three years. This means that for every million pounds a company invests, they get £250,000 off their tax bill in the very same year. The CBI, Make UK, the BCC, Energy UK and 200 other business leaders from companies including BT, Openreach, Siemens and Bosch have said that making this measure permanent Would be the single most transformational thing I could do for business investment and growth. The Centre for Policy Studies say it would maximise business investment, boost productivity and deliver higher levels of GDP. But because it costs £11 billion a year, I made clear that I would only do so when it was affordable. Well, with inflation halved, borrowing down and debt falling. Today I deliver on that promise. I will today today make full expensing permanent. That is the largest business tax cut in modern British history. It means we have not just the lowest headline corporation tax rate in the G7, but its most generous capital allowances
0: that was some of what we heard from the Chancellor at the very start of his budget speech of course he went on to outline where we were going in terms of inflation and growth going through the OBR forecasts. but the big announcement as we were saying was the full expensing announcement.
2: The other measure, though, of course, is on pensions, and we discussed this uh, also earlier, pension reform, the idea of increasing the flow of capital in order uh, for that money from pension funds, defined contribution um, uh, pension schemes uh, and also defined benefit ones to go to growth businesses in the UK. This, again, has been something that the pensions industry and savers themselves have been uh, watching out for keenly. This is what uh, Jeremy Hunt had to say on pension Reform.
5: The Triple Lock has helped lift 250,000 older people out of poverty since it was instituted by a Conservative government in 2011. It's been a lifeline for many during a period of high inflation. Today we honour our commitment to the Triple Lock in full. From April 24, we will increase the full new state pension by 8.5% to £221.20 a week, worth up to £900 more a year. This is one of the largest ever cash increases to the state pension, showing a Conservative Government will always back our pensioners. So yeah, so lots of big
4: announcements on pensioners, on the pensions and pensioners from the Chancellor. Some big reforms to the way the UK pension system uh, works uh, and also trying to get more money into those growth companies. But that is difficult. And interesting there on the triple lock, that's something that the Tories have uh, pretty much kept in place every year, except for a little uh, pandemic blip to increase pensions uh, by, uh, this in this case, uh, wages which are rising by 6.8%. Of course, there have been some speculation, uh, perhaps a briefing a couple of weeks ago that they've increased by, by a smaller amount. Of course, the triple lock is incredibly expensive for the government, but the government choosing not to take on pensioners, not to take on Tory backbenchers, uh, and to leave that full increase in
0: place. Let's bring in Sam Unstead from our Markets Today team. who has been listening in to the autumn statement and the response from Rachel Reeves as well. Um, Sam, you've been watching the Market Reaction over on the Markets Today live page as well. What sort of and these announcements, uh, I suppose, what sort of moves in the markets did they provoke?
3: So, uh, I think on a broader basis, the pound, gilt markets not a huge move. There was a little bit of a move in gilt markets after the national insurance was announced. You just seen as marginally inflationary measure, uh, but, you know, was very well trailed. Actually, it's mostly individual companies. Uh, So, BT, um, obviously a huge investor in the UK. The full expensing tax break, particularly because it was made permanent, that has pushed their shares up five or six percent today. And actually, you know, that could also help companies, you know, wind energy companies, you know, that are investing in anyone really doing long-term investment. And the fact that it was permanent, that's really what's driven the shares today. And a couple of movers. I see uh,
4: Diageo as well, as that's the uh, the, the movement on the uh, uh, the alcohol duty uh, changes.
3: Any other shares on the move today? yeah so the alcohol duties I think again because that's sort of a temporary measure you know they've extended it but it's you know not made permanent that that industry is always looking for much more permanent solutions to, to boost them uh, so the whiskey part of that in particular boosting Diageo. one company I would note actually it's a very small company um but a company called pension B which is an online pensions company that allows you to put all of your pensions into one pot ah, the, the pot for announcement life. yeah the pot for life exactly today um, has sent their shares down six or seven percent because it f- effectively creates a kind of competitor for them um, in, in the market. So, uh, so they, they dropped quite a bit today. And then NatWest was the other one. Um, but that, again, fairly well trailed. NatWest shares dropped a bit when they announced the retail offering, but have come back up again.
0: Okay. Sam Unstead from our Markets Today team, thank you very much for joining us with that reaction to what we heard in the autumn statements. There we have it, the, the big pitch from the Chancellor. Many of the measures, as we said, trailed in advance, but that two percentage point cut to National Insurance for Employees, the rabbit at the end of the speech. The response from Rachel Reeves, not only, uh, I suppose, criticising or responding to the measures announced by the Chancellor, but also perhaps outlining some of uh, her vision and the Labour Party's vision for what they would do if they were to win the next election. The important context, of course, Ewan, for all of this too, is the fact that we are on the runway to an election. Yeah, we are. Will it be
4: enough to appease Tory backbenchers? Will it be enough to save their seats? That is the key uh, question. But measures to boost growth, uh, cuts to national insurance, particularly for the self-employed. That was the rabbit out of the hat. It was a trailed rabbit, but it was a slightly plumper rabbit than we are expecting.
0: Uh, so those were the biggest measures announced by the Chancellor today, but downgrades to the growth forecast. And that's it from us for today. We'll be back tomorrow with our senior UK economist Dan Hansen to take a deep dive into the numbers once he's gone through the Office of Budget Responsibilities report into them. If you like the programme, don't forget to subscribe. You can give it five stars so other people can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen.
4: Well, this episode was produced by James Walcock and Tiwa Adebeo, and our audio engineer was Marufal Hussain. I'm Ewan Potts. I'm Stephen Carroll.
2: And I'm Caroline Hecht. We'll be back with more tomorrow. This is Bloomberg.
5: Bloomberg UK Politics. Listen weekdays at noon on DAB Digital Radio in London.